This week on the Twinning Podcast. I believe strongly that they're they're playing you. Yeah. Like that nighttime feeding, they don't need it. They yeah. love they love it because they love to see, you know, dad or mom come in and <laughs> they're playing you. Hey everyone, it's Ben with the Twinning Podcast. Um, this week, Megan and I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Laura Owen. Laura is a twin parent as well as an entrepreneur and uh, just had a great conversation with her. She shared some great tips on you know, raising her daughters, talked about how and why she started a business. It's a really good conversation. I hope you all enjoy it. After we got done recording, we asked Laura what her go-to baby shower gift is and what every twin parent should have. And we got that those responses on our website. So if you're interested in seeing Laura's response to that, go check out our website. It's thetwinningpodcast.com. And here we go. I hope you guys all enjoy this episode with Laura Owen. All right. Well, Laura, welcome to the Twinning Podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. And thanks for reaching out to us. Um, so obviously you have twins, right? I do. They are. They just turned two twin girls. Oh wow! Are they identical or fraternal? Or they are very fraternal. They do not even look like sisters. Uh-huh. Like I literally have to match them when I take them to school, so that people know that they are related. That's wow. <laughs> how little they look alike. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So one yeah. thing I always, or we always like to do um, when we talk to people is, what was it like finding out you were having twins? Oh, that's, it's such a great story. Uh, so in Utah, that's, you know, that's where I live now. Uh, I did not have an OB when I first moved here. So I saw somebody didn't really love her, went to a new gal when I found out I was pregnant and, you know, was expecting just one. Um, a couple weeks before my appointment, I actually asked my mom, do twins run in our family? I have a super small family. Uh, I'm an only child. And she was very adamant that twins do not run in our family. <laughs> So I was like, okay, okay, sounds good. I still, you know, obviously I now I know why I asked, but uh, went to that first appointment and you know did the whole exam, new doctor, and she put the the ultrasound on my on my tummy, and instantly I knew I saw two sacs. And in my mind, I have this I had this horrible fear that I wasn't actually going to be pregnant, that there would be no baby in there, but that I would have an empty sack. So she put it on my stomach, and I saw two, and she goes, "Oh, look, twins." and and just like super nonchalant about it my husband was with me and I kind of like propped myself up and I looked at her I said are you freaking kidding me and she goes yeah see look and because I said are you kidding me and she said yes my husband thought it was a joke so he's sitting there like not understanding why I was nervous laughing the entire rest of the appointment and then he finally figured it out so that that was how we found out we were having two. Oh my yeah how, well, yeah I won't even dig into like the the further of the story but the long story short is two healthy babies it was awesome oh that's good yeah it's I, I still go back to that sitting in the doctor's room when they are like very quiet and the lady was just like, nope, there's two. When you asked if there was one, and I was just, it was silent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I was going to cry. 
I should right? cry. I felt like crying. <laughs> are your girls identical? They are. Yeah. Okay. That's, I was looking at the pictures and they look very identical. So yeah. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Well, they only had one heartbeat that they could find on ours. So um, they found one. They sent me down for, you know, like the full inside uh, mm-hmm. ultrasound. And that was that was the moment of like panic a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like, well, we've got one healthy baby. Like what's going on? And so, you know, we did find out that too healthy it was okay but that moment of well we got one that's Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. so that was always you know bonus yeah (laughs) bonus baby so how old are your twins now they just turned two less than a month ago yeah we made it two years it is possible i love i love talking (laughs) i love talking to twin parents like i have a couple friends that just had twins within the last few months of each other. And I'm like, I'm always here. I'd love to give as much advice as you'll let me give you. <laughs> I'm telling you. So you can do it. Are those friends in Salt Lake? Because I'm convinced that it's the water in Salt Lake. It very well may be. Our old neighborhood had like 50 homes in it. Uh-huh. And there were three sets of spontaneous twins in the 50 homes. Oh, like it was crazy. That's crazy. Um, I do feel like the the rate of twins is going up, or at least because now I have twins, I'm more aware of it. So sure. now I'm looking for it, but mm-hmm. it might be the water here. Very possible. <laughs> yeah, because your old coworker out there in Salt yeah. Lake had twins. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's uh, it and it is like you said there. You start picking it up more and more. Like all of a sudden, somebody's like, "Oh, they're having twins," or "They have twins," or "I'm a twin," or you're just like, right. "Whoa." There's a right? lot of twin stuff there. It's kind of freaky because, you know, like percentage wise, I think what it's like three or four percent of births are twins. Mm-hmm. And like that means that there are a crap ton of people having babies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, there's a lot of kids out there. Yeah, there are. Especially here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh how'd that first year go for you guys? Oh, my God. Let me just tell you. Mar- you know, marriage is tough, right? Like marriage in general is challenging but everyone says that the first year when you have kids is really hard and I can very much attest and say yes that is so true Mm -hmm. it was by far the hardest year of our relationship our marriage um and my husband is amazing he acts so he actually leading up to the birth of the twins um he quit his job so he was at home with us. I had, uh, I worked for an awesome tech company that gave great maternity leave, full pay, five months. So we got to be home together as a family for those first five months. Oh, wow. And I honestly do not know if I would have survived without him at home. I mean, I probably would have made it, but it would have been very challenging. So we got to have a whole five months all together, the four of us. And then I went back to work and he stayed home until they were about a year old. So that, like, that's my amazing twin story right there is just, you know, one, how many men can, like, comfortably say, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And when you have twins that are under one, like, the man is the same. (laughs) Yeah, that's, oh, man, that, we both looked at going back to work kind of as, like, a vacation. Yeah, totally a vacation. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, that first day going back, sitting in my office, I'm sure it was, like, with you, too, it's, all of a sudden, it's like quiet. It's, yeah. There's no screaming. People are like, yeah. "Do you have any desire to stay home?" Nope. Yeah. You know, I feel I like feel bad, but I had to stay home with the girls this summer for two weeks. They had hand, foot, and mouth. Of course, they got from school, and I I had so much respect at the end of those two weeks for any 
any mom or dad that stays at home with their kids. It was very challenging. Yeah. I was ready to go back to work. <laughs> I bet you were. Yeah, it's like every day we, my mom actually watches our kids three days a week. And oh, nice. when she gets there in the morning, she's very like perky. <laughs> when we get back in the afternoon, <laughs> she's just like, all right, see you later. You know, you can tell yeah, she's pretty excited. Yeah. She's pretty exhausted. Um, I will say, you know, one of the biggest accomplishments for me in that first year for us, I should say. Uh, so the girls were sleeping through the night by three months and I worked really, really, really hard at this. And I think people kind of look at me and, and get a little annoyed, like, oh, well, yeah, of course it would work for you. And I am telling you, like, I feel like I've got a tried and true method. I read seven different baby books and combined them all together and figured out what worked for our kids. And I was consistent AF. Yeah. <laughs> I was super consistent. It's totally possible. So I always tell pregnant people, twins or not, like, don't let anybody put that evil on you. You can yeah. get your kids sleeping through the night. You can do it. So that was one of my biggest accomplishments. What is the, your tricks to getting him to sleep through the night? Let's see if so any of one, ours match up together. <laughs> well, when did your, did your, are your girls sleeping through the night? For the most part, they'll, the um, for like the last like four, probably six months, we've been able to get them to sleep for 12 hours. Um, nice. We've been, what I do is, well, usually I'll, I'm the night owl. So I'll like feed nice. them right before I go to bed. So I'll wake them nice. up, feed them, and then they go right back to sleep. And that's kind of what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, okay. And so we usually awesome. put them down at six and then they usually wake up at 6 a.m. with one feeding that's, in between. I love it. Yeah. So we had... By three months, they were going 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. or 8 to 8. I can't remember now. Um, no feedings. Wow. Like straight through. And they have slept 12 hours through the night ever since. So I will say like tips, tricks, that sort of thing. Um, one, wake them both up. If one wakes up, wake up the other. You just got to keep them on the same schedule. If one poops, change them both. Mm-hmm. Just keep them on the same schedule. Uh, the second thing, so we, I never had them in our room and I, I don't know if that was like totally intentional or not. We had kind of a big house and our room was really far away from there. So we slept up in our little bonus room with them for like maybe the first six weeks. And then they went into their room together. Of course I wanted to put them in their cribs night one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had other plans. <laughs> so I actually had them sleeping in their mama ruse uh, and they were like kind of bundled in, like they were totally safe, no chance of like rolling over. So we felt really good about that. So they slept in their mama ruse six weeks. Uh, I think that's when they went in there and they always had each other. That's the other thing. Um, I do find that twins, I, I think more often sleep through the night sooner because they're never alone. Mm-hmm. So I guess I always just treated if they woke up and it was like not a feeding thing as it's my job to teach them how to sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. Like that's my job as mom and I can't get annoyed or frustrated. Like they don't know any better. I think we sometimes forget that they're, they're babies. Like they're not doing this on purpose. And (laughs) so having that kind of like calm underlying, like, okay, I'm here to guide them through this. uh, That always helped me, but honestly, like crying it out, sounds bad we would set a timer for seven minutes if they cried for the whole seven minutes we would go upstairs and comfort them but they never made it to seven minutes never not once 
they always fall asleep. So I think that setting that timer though was critical because it would be two minutes in and I'd be like, it has to have been 20 minutes by now. We have to go in there. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's, it's more regulation of ourselves than them. Yeah. I definitely yeah. agree too. Like with the keeping it consistent because I'm known to baby them a little bit. For sure. Mm-hmm. And so, I can tell that they they know how to like work dad over, <laughs> um, you know, and like just now we had a baby, we put him down, and one just was crying, and I walked, I went up there, hugged her for like a minute, not even, put her down, she fell right back, she fell right to sleep. So right. they know what they're doing. They totally do. And you know, the other thing too is I, so I really. I wasn't sure how I felt about breastfeeding. I just wasn't sure like how I would do with it. So I, I did my very best. I actually pumped for about three months and that was kind of the end of it. And so we were supplementing with formula kind of throughout that time. Anyway, once they, once I had stopped, you know, trying to use my milk and just putting them on formula, that helped too. Like I I'll be very honest about that, you know, fuller tummy that really helped. Um, I do talk to my twin friend, twin mom friends about like stretching your baby's tummy a little bit, which sounds again, sounds kind of weird and mean, uh, but slightly overfeeding and sometimes they'll spit up, but it actually helps them to be able to take a little bit more milk and be able to sleep a little bit longer. So that's another kind of like little trick, but it's the consistency. Like I was super scheduled during the day. We, you know, I woke them up every like three, three and a half hours or whatever you know, based on their age. And then at night I just let them go. Mm-hmm. How long can you sleep tonight? I think the first night they ever slept totally through the night. I had been out of town. I came back. My husband had put them down at seven. I heard them stir at like five and I was so excited because I hadn't seen them in, you know, three or four days. So I got their bottles ready and went in their room and they're out cold. But so like, <laughs> you can just imagine me like backing out of the room slowly. So no one hears. And then I woke up at seven. It was, it was incredible. So it's totally possible. Anyone can do it. You just got to be consistent. What, how much uh, formula were you feeding them like right before they'd go to bed? Like say, you know, anywhere between like six and 10 months old. I feel like it was around the four ounce mark. Okay. Yeah. I feel it was kind of like whatever that like they were at developmentally at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to say it was around four ounces. I think. Yeah. I think our like bread and butter is the six ounce mark. Mm-hmm. Perfect. For the girls. If you can get them to six, do it. I yeah. love it. We tried eight and that didn't, they seem to have always quite a bit mm-hmm. left. And... Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah. think that sleeping is just the key. And I think, I do think one thing, the having twins forces you to kind of come up with plans and come up with strategies Mm -hmm. like this. Um, I don't, we don't have any other kids, so I don't know what it's like with just one baby, but I'm thinking it might be a little lax, you know, if one, if one baby's crying, you know, go up one, one of the parents can hold her or him. Right. Um, But when it's two, you're kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, it's so true. That was that was the thing we learned, I think, on night one when we came home from the hospital because I wanted to put them in their cribs, and we laid them in there. One just started shrieking. Other one's okay. Comfort her, and then it switches. And you're like, okay, you just look at each other, and you start laughing because, yeah. like, you can't get mad. You just have to do what you do. But that is another part of the sleeping that was, I think, really helpful. Like, we couldn't just hold them and coddle them to sleep you know they had to be a little bit independent and now I put them in their crib at night 
they're awake. Like they're awake and they're chit chatting for probably about 10 minutes and then they fall asleep. Like they've taught themselves how to fall asleep now. So it's awesome. And are there cribs like directly next to each other or? I did put ours right next to each other. I still, they, they can climb out. They have not yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day. Uh, but I kind of figured if they tried to climb out, they would end up falling into the other kid's crib. Okay. That was like a better idea than maybe putting them on opposite sides of the room. Mm-hmm. But we also moved to a smaller house and it's a tiny room. Like it barely fits both their cribs. I was just grateful we could get them both in. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys did the opposite <laughs> of what we did. We went from the small house right? to the big house. And... Yeah. <laughs> so now are your girls going to be in separate rooms? No, no. no. Okay, but they have their own room. Yeah, so it'll be, yeah, and they've always, I think, so our babies, they were in the NICU for three weeks, and when we, on our last day, that's when they told us, like, oh, you need to have your baby sleep in the same room with you, and we weren't really planning on them sleeping in our room, and so we had them sleep in our room for, what, a week? Yeah, that. we just we couldn't do it because they just made noises and yeah, they I would wake up a lot. Yeah. It was they're like, grunting and yeah. like just squirming or they'd fuss for a second, and me being the paranoid one, I'd freak out like, oh, she's dying, you know, and yeah. um, <laughs> and so it was we moved them into that room, and I think I don't know, I have some friends that have twins that are I don't know like twelve or so, and they have this, you know, they share a room and they they say it's like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, That's I'd... what I hope. We'll keep them together as long as they'll take it. It's kind mm-hmm. of my plan. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard of the Owlet? Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So it's a smart sock that you put on your baby and it has a pulse oximeter on it. Yeah. So it like will set, you know, you can have it on your phone. You have the app and it'll tell you your baby's oxygen, their heart rate. So that'll send a, a signal and it'll go off. Like an alarm will go off. If something happens and your baby for some reason stops breathing, um, huge, huge. Like, I mean, it, it saved us so many nights. My husband is a lot more paranoid than I am in that regard. And he's like, I don't know how I would have slept without this. I think so, I saw that online. Yes. Yeah. Plug for outlet. If anybody out there is listening and has, I think it really is only effective the first like nine to 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then they start to like, it kind of can fall off and the foot just gets bigger and blah, blah, blah. But definitely worth looking into. There's also, um, I could tell Facebook's like targeting me with specific ads. <laughs> There's like a new baby monitor that goes right over top of your crib. And it's a smart monitor that can monitor your baby's movement. And so um, it can tell you exactly like its sleep schedule. I don't know what it's called, Ooh, but that's, that's one of those cool. two where if it's like, if it notices it stops breathing, that it can send like an alarm. Um, That's awesome. Everyone needs those. Yeah. So does this kind of make you feel like a bad parent, Ben? Because I don't know that we ever, I mean, except for those first like couple of weeks, I don't know that we were ever concerned that they stopped breathing. I don't know. I've always, you know, it's one of those like you're, like just now when I went up there, I like, because right now we're in limbo, like we're going to be painting their mm-hmm. nursery, so they're sleeping in pack and place. And I looked at Harper, and her face was like shoved into the corner of yeah. the pack and play with her butt in the air. And so I like put my hand on her back quick. I'm like, just let me make sure it's like moving. Yes, I'm like, oh, they're big enough now that they could roll themselves over. 
Right? I'm so maybe I'm the only bad parent that <laughs> No, my husband reads articles and he'll, he'll tell me stories about stuff. I'm like, okay, please just stop. Stop yeah. telling me that this is possible. Like don't, just don't. <laughs> yeah, or you like see something on like Facebook from like NBC yes. like the Today show about are your kids, you know, safe in their cribs? I'm like, "Oh god." You right? Know, and, um yeah, that's I mean, I think when we came home from the hospital, they told us Babies have to sleep in your room. Don't swaddle them, which was weird because we ended up swaddling them. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of like. Well, and that was weird, too, because in the in our parenting class, they taught us how to swaddle. Yeah, I was awesome at it. They taught us not to swaddle. That's weird. Yeah, and although then, our girls tried to flex and bust out of their swaddles, so yeah. that was that was a whole process of in and of itself. Yeah, and then what was the other one? Um, I forgot they told us. Oh, not to have them share a crib, which I guess we were never going to have them share a crib. But you know, everybody, you'll hear some people say, "Oh, you should have them share cribs," and right, um, you know, because they were you know sharing a mom a for yeah, yeah. for nine months and um. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's a, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the biggest thing in general with twins. I feel like, you know, every everyone, well, myself included, everyone has an opinion, and you really just have to find what works for you and your family. We are super scheduled. Mm-hmm. Like we have to leave family events by you know six thirty or six forty five because we have a set schedule. I love that my kids sleep twelve hours straight through the night, and I don't want to screw with that. So, you know, but that's, that's what works for us. And it really is just find what works for you. Find you're happy. If you're happy, you're sleeping, that, then that's, you know, you can't ask for much more. Yeah. We just got to get them to sleep longer. So maybe we got to keep them up later. Mm-hmm. I believe strongly that they're, they're playing you Yeah. like that nighttime feeding. They don't need it. They yeah. love, they love it. Cause they love to see, you know, dad or mom come in and they're, they're playing you. <laughs> I don't know if we know each other well enough to like, for me to really accuse you. Like, no. that. I don't mean it that way. So at all. we tried not feeding them for like a week or two, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. And where we run into the issue is them then crying for like 15, 20 minutes. Um, where they and then you feed them and then next thing you know it's like 4 30 in the morning now do i go to bed or do i just stay up and go to work right and so it's kind of so, like a, so they cried for 20 minutes and then you went in is that right probably well, you can't go in now they know they gotta cry for 20 <laughs> minutes and then you're gonna come in i know when you're saying the seven minute counter we looked at each other because i think our rule was oh. if they cried for 15 minutes then we'd start the timer for 10 minutes or something <laughs> like that <laughs> Hey, everyone has their own timer situation. Yeah. I totally get it. You guys are awesome. And it's, you know, I, and they cry, like you said, they, I feel like they, um, was it last night? I think one of them just startled herself up because oh, I, I went no. and picked her up and she was like shaking, but she wasn't hungry. Oh, yeah. Um, or like bad dreams. Mm-hmm. I swear the girls, they really do have bad dreams even at, you know, itty bitty ages. So it's so sad. What would be a bad dream for a, a baby like Right? Mommy leaving. That's what I, I'm yeah. convinced. Or That's what it's got to be. Like, what the bottle rolling be? away. Just like, <laughs> no. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So you guys also moved then with twins as babies. Yeah. So they were, I think ours were eight months. They were uh-huh. just getting to the point. Charlotte was starting to crawl, and Lily was not yet crawling. Oh, you have a Charlotte, too. They were, like, too. scooting. I know. We have a Charlotte, too. I love that. That's awesome. And my friend's baby is Harper. 
I have two friends with babies are Harper, but none, neither of them are twins. Yours is the only Harper twin I know. So. Oh, awesome. um, yeah, so we did a move. Uh, we are still in process of kind of renovating our house that we're in now. But the one thing that had to happen was the girls' room, as as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually moved into a little like an Airbnb little townhome for two weeks, and we were there in transitions. So my husband had like the two week timeline to get the room done, which he did. Uh, nothing else got done, but the room got done. That was the most important. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was quite the process. Uh, just the whole thing of moving. Like we, we did, we had this big, beautiful home and kind of looked at each other and said, like, is this going to get us closer to the things we want to achieve? Or is this kind of hold this big mortgage payment holding us back? And we just like took a really active step to say, let's get a smaller house a smaller payment and let's funnel that money into the next like the dream whatever that is and and you know kind of long story short that led us to the gym and getting to you know finance that dream but had we not moved out of that big house we couldn't have done it so you know hindsight it all worked out so yeah we're not the only crazy ones to move with baby like baby twins never did people tell you you were crazy no i think it was one of those I had, I remember like telling a couple of people and you could just tell like, why didn't you move <laughs> in before, you know, and we had been working yeah. with our realtor for three years. She, you know, she knew us before <laughs> we even, before Megan was even pregnant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, it was kind of, yeah, we just, yeah. But our house before was just so small. We were like yeah. just crawling on each other. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah. So. How's it feeling to be in the big place now? Are you just like, oh my God, life is so good. The girls really love it because they have their own room. And so, I mean, they just, you know, pull all their toys out and play Aww. with them. And yeah, and Are they walking yet? No, they're not. Okay. They're just crawling. So you're like, yeah, yeah. I'd enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> they are like starting to do the like furniture surfing where they will yeah. like kind of like shuffle back and forth. And you're like, oh boy. And Harper tries to stand on her own. Mm-hmm. She probably Aww. falls, but <laughs> I'll knock her down if I see her. I like usually yeah. like, kind of tap her a little bit, right? Like blow on her real hard. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's uh, that's awesome. But she's like the daredevil one, so she kind of is, I think, just testing the water. Oh, for sure, sure. But yeah, it's fun. The one thing I'm noticing in here, if we can start about like the fitness, um, we have like a f- like a furnished basement and then mm-hmm. two floors, and it's like. Okay. <laughs> carrying these kids up you know two flights of stairs it's like oh god this is a workout and i think on my right. fitbit i got what did i have like the first day we were here right we were moving but i had like 45 floors on my oh fitbit my i'm just like this is crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> and add kids in there you can double your floors i think yeah <laughs> exactly i mean because you got what you know 15 or 18 pounds on one and 18 on the other right. and it's just like ugh. Yeah. right but, but it is nice having a little bit more space it's nice being in a i think our neighborhood now is a little bit more family friendly it's definitely the oh, good. yeah it's definitely like a burby <laughs> um, place and it'll be a good place all i can think about is the theme song from weeds the little yeah. boxes oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly like kind of but yeah it's uh it's yeah it's going well good we, we that's ha- awesome megan's gotten she's been working like very hard to unpack us um because mm-hmm. i'm usually the one well gets if it home makes late. you feel better i'm still not unpacked yeah exactly. <laughs> fine it's no big deal <laughs> yeah i think i, fig- I kind of we'll get there 
Yeah. You know, as, long as, priorities. Get, as long as we can get our cars in the garage. That's my goal by yeah. winter. Yeah. Before the R- snow comes. Remind me where you guys are. Minneapolis? It, Madison. Madison, okay. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we have snow. Probably not as bad as you guys. I think you have worse snow than us. But I live on top of a mountain, literally. So it, it is bad up where we live. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome, though. It's, it's cool up there. So you mentioned it. Um, you kind of just touched on it. But another one of your big things, you own a gym um, yeah. and so did you start this you started this after the twins as well I did yeah so it's kind of a funny timeline so I gave birth to the girls in September and I've I've always struggled with my weight um, it's, it's always been a challenge I've always been an athlete so it was kind of one of those things where um, I was conscious of it but I was more concerned about performance, et cetera, you know, getting through college, uh, met my husband and ended up doing a fitness competition where I 100% was in, you know, the best shape of my life. I felt amazing. That was four years ago. And it was a total mind F for me because I had a coach who essentially said, if you don't place in the top five at this show, then you will have screwed something up. You will have done something wrong. Um, Mm. So when I didn't place top five, and I'm pretty sure I placed last, uh, I lost it. And I gained like 20 pounds in two weeks after this show. And my my body was completely out of control. So a couple more years, I got it back under control, had the girls, and just could not get myself mentally. I gained about 70 pounds in my pregnancy, which luckily my doctor was so sweet. And she, I mean, it, I had a very healthy pregnancy. I was um, induced at 38 weeks. Like we had to evict the girls is what I always say. <laughs> They're very happy with their accommodations, but I lost about 35 of it, you know, kind of right away and then continued to hold on to the second 35. So finally in about January, I was like, okay, enough is enough. I need to do something. I, I want to get back into this fitness thing. I had a cute little Instagram handle. It was uh, damsel with dumbbells. I was like, that's cute. But I don't feel like that speaks to enough people or that's not like widespread enough. It's not great branding, I guess, is the, the short version. But so I was like, okay, love the name Pink Iron. That's so cool. So I looked that up and it was already taken. And then I started to look into what it was. And it was this gym out in Hollywood. And I got on their website, clicked on franchising. And long story short, we, after a year of talking to them, it was last November, I think, that we went out there, uh, decided to be the first franchise. So through that process, we actually ended up partnering with the owner of the company. And we now own the larger brand. Um, and through that process, we actually changed. It was it was really like CrossFit for women. Um, now we have changed the tagline. We've changed the workout. We've really just changed kind of the vibe and feel of the whole thing. And it, it's much more inclusive. The tagline is women empowered. And our workout is like nothing you've ever seen. Like I can't even compare it to anything because it's really, truly just so different. So that's the like very condensed version of how we got to where we are now. But yeah, did all that after the girls were born. They were my inspiration. That's awesome. So is this like both you and your husband full time doing that? Or is your husband back to a different job and you running the gym? Or how's that working? Yeah. So he does have a full time job. Uh, so he's doing that really 
the thing now is with the change in what we do and who we are as a company, I'm getting crazy interest for franchising. Now we're nowhere near ready to do that. There's a lot of work that has to go into it before we can kind of relook at that. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, and I think we're, we're getting close, maybe middle of next year. Um, then I, I hope that my husband could, you know, leave his job, focus on that. And we can start growing a couple more locations here and, you know, back East. We've got a few people interested, maybe Madison. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of the, the long game, I guess, over the next couple of years. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So your story's kind of like, I don't know, relates to at least me, both of us though, kind of where we are both kind of into fitness. Um, yeah. And, uh, then once the kids came, we like my biggest issue was just finding the time to get yeah, to the gym. Right. Um, I was used to, you know, working out like I do. I did triathlons. Um, oh, and nice. So I was doing, um, you know, just be like the year before, like up to like 20, 25 hours of training a week. And then all wow. of a sudden the kids, it's like I struggled to find like I was having a hard time finding like 30 minutes to run to the gym or 45 mm-hmm. minutes. and Right. Um, or the energy. Yeah. Or the energy too. You're just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that sleep thing is so, that was, I think for me in the beginning, I was like, my husband was not waking up with the girls at night. It was just me, lone, lone soldier. And I knew I could not do it for longer than three months. So mm-hmm. I kind of had a self-imposed deadline anyway. But sleep is so critical. So if you get your sleep, then I feel like the next thing is, okay, how do we adjust this? So you get 30 minutes and I get 30 minutes and then we can do that. And then it's like 45, maybe an hour. Maybe I can go to a class. Maybe I can go back to this gym or whatever it is. But it's baby steps for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, It does not happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what we've been doing mm-hmm. recently now. Yeah. It's um, Good. making sure, you know, making sure we get the girls in time. Yeah, from my daycare right. or from my mom, but then making sure we both get an opportunity. Yeah. So like tonight I can't, I picked up the girls from daycare and I'll go to the gym tonight after Megan goes to bed. Um, nice. you know, some days I'll just hit it up on the way home. Yeah. And, and it's nice yeah. now too. Cause like the girls, I mean, they can go in a jogging stroller and I can go for a run right. outside to mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. Cause that was tough in the winter with them. Cause you couldn't run with them in a stroller. Right. Well, right. they were still too small at that point too, but that's what I mean. I, I know yeah. I propped them with blankets, uh-huh. like because I would just walk around our neighborhood. I'm like, they look safe enough. Yeah. That's uh-huh. fine. I'll just prop them with blankets. <laughs> They're okay. Yeah, so but you got to do what you got to do. Right. It's so mm-hmm. true. And then we just signed up for a 10k. That's what next weekend. Mm-hmm. So that'll well, be fun. Feel feeling ready for that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that we're feeling ready for that right now. But... I love it. Are you going to push the girls? No. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard running with a, it's, I'm not a runner. It's hard running with I hate running. I mean, I no. hate running. It's like running the sucks, least favorite. But it's the best workout like I feel like I get. Yeah. But it's it sucks running with one of those jogging strollers cuz you got to have like one arm kind of somewhere right. near yeah. the stroller and it's um well yeah, yeah especially if you have good running technique where you have you know like loose hands mm-hmm. isn't it's i mean what do you do like i kind of will push it and like try and jog a few steps and push it again and yeah <laughs> but i did a triathlon last year actually when the girls were almost one and that was really fun it was called triathlon mom 
Um, and cool. it's, I don't know if that's a nationwide thing or if it's just Utah, but they did a great event and I actually won swim lessons. So in preparation for the event, so that was really cool, but I loved, I loved triathlon. It was a sprint, so it was short, but mm-hmm. it was really fun. Yeah. I'm going to try to do a couple next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it. Yeah. They're I, getting old enough. Yeah. I did Ironman, I don't know, two years ago. I want to wow. do another one, but I'll, I'll hold back until... Right after Iron Man, the day after, or that night, I think I even told Megan, I'm not going to do it again. You did. And then it like slowly started like <laughs> creeping back. And, but I, I've decided if I do it again, I want to make sure the girls like appreciate it or at least are there to like kind of watch it um, so they right. can remember it. Cause I don't know if yeah, my knees can handle more than one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. So do you have any like suggestions on like, what are some like tips you give like do you work with some like new moms, like people that, um, you know, just had the baby, like on how to like jumpstart your health, jumpstart your fitness, you know, change that. Uh, like you said, you get the sleep and stuff, but, um, you know, right. one thing like we, it's a, sometimes we just feel like, I don't know, just sluggish or just. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things. First, I would say, how much water are you drinking? It sounds so basic, right? I'm, I actually should have a bumper sticker like that I wear on my clothes that says I am fueled by coffee because that's realistic. Um, but water is the first thing. Like we don't, we take it for granted. So that that's kind of where I start with people and just like re-examining your nutrition a little bit. Um, at the gym, you know, we don't, we don't have a meal plan that we put people on. Like there's really, we have a dietitian that we work with, but um we go, well, we work with so many women, myself included, that have disordered eating. Now, I wouldn't say that it's an eating disorder, but it's just kind of an unhealthy relationship with food. I think probably most Americans have an unhealthy relationship with food, Mm -hmm. but really just pay attention to what you're putting in to your body. I like my admission is, and I tell people this occasionally, Part of the reason that I wasn't losing that second 35 pounds is because every time I would wake up to feed the girls, I would make myself a white bread and American, no, cheddar cheese, Tillamook cheddar cheese sandwich every time. Mm-hmm. Like That's a lot of calories to be consuming in the middle of the night. So, you know, I knew that I shouldn't be putting it in my body. It's that kind of like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. Um, but then having a goal. So for me, that was the triathlon. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I need. I was. It's kind of like getting on stage at a a show. Like having a goal, having something to achieve. That can be super helpful for some people. Um, and then you guys have. It sounds like you have a really pretty solid relationship when it comes to um, it, like equitable time. Mm-hmm. So you know, you allowing Megan to go and Megan allowing you to go. And I, I think that's so so important mm-hmm. is that finding that balance in your relationship of trust and communication like that, like I said that first year rocked our world uh we we communicated really poorly I didn't really know what my husband needed I don't think he knew what I needed I think he was really resentful that I was at work I was really resentful that he was at home it was grass is greener all over the place yeah. but something he found inside himself to help me get back he knew that I would feel better if I you know, dropped that extra weight that I was carrying around. And it was that trigger. Like I needed him to do that for me. So if you're in that situation, that that's another thing that I, I kind of harp on a little is, is communicating with your partner. 
It's mm-hmm. really important. So those are kind of kicking off points. So kind of non-fitness, but this is something yeah. I just realized, like everybody we've talked to, except Melissa, even Melissa, the lady, Melissa D. Arabian said it, that yeah. first year is just nuts. So if you were to do it over without having kids, what would you, because I know we have a lot of people that listen to us that are expecting twins. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know, now listening about this, they're probably like fearing this first year. <laughs> I'm like, cause all we are doing is like bitching about how awful this, like, how hard first, it is. Like, it's awful. And then for five seconds, everything is great. And then it becomes right? awful. again. Exactly. But I mean, but those five seconds. Yeah. If you were to redo it again, Knowing what you know now, but without kids, what would you do differently? Would you, yeah, is it the communication? The sure. I don't know. You know, it there's there's so I, I well let me back up. I'm clearly stuttering, like stumbling over my words because I don't know what to say. But I will say I'm a very prepared and planned person. Long before we even talked about having, like, really seriously talked about having kids. Um, I was calculating diaper costs for, you know, uh, reusable versus disposable. And um, so I'm very planned, very prepared, which, of course, I'm sure is why the universe gave us twins, because that's not something that you ever expect mm-hmm. or can plan for. Um, communication is key. My husband and I communicate insanely well. But it was funny, like our one and only major fight that we have had was when the girls were like six weeks old and we were sleeping in the bonus room on the couches, which were pretty like firm foam couches. And I would like Charlotte wouldn't sleep unless I was holding her and I was exhausted. And so I'd fall asleep and he got very upset with me because, you know, he did not want to co-sleep and he was so worried about what happens if you roll over? And we have this big discussion about, he's like, I'm okay with, you know, whatever the percentage chance of them getting, like having SIDS is, I'm only okay with that percentage. I am not okay with you increasing that potential, even by half a percent. If you smother our kid, I don't think I can stay married to you. Like that would be the end of it. And so it was this big, we had never had that conversation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's only so much that you can anticipate, but I think, just being super open. Like I, I say that it rocked our world and I honestly believe that it was for the better. Like he and I are so much stronger now as a couple, as individuals, as parents, like I get complimented by our pediatrician every time we go in. He's like, your kids are awesome. They're so good. They're such sweet girls. You guys are amazing. And I tell him I want triplets next and he thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm probably crazy, but you know, like it's, it's, there's nothing you can do to prepare and there's everything you can do to prepare. So fear not mm-hmm. it's stressful, but it's so worth it. Like yeah. put one foot in front of the other, you can do this and just love and trust and know that, you know, you, you each have your kid's best interests at heart. So even if you fight and whatever, you'll get through it. Yeah, Nothing's ever that bad. And then I all like, cause kind of like what he was just saying, um, it's kind of like me, and that's something that I would try to. Something I'm always working with, but I overthink <laughs> everything. Oh my goodness! And so like, I <laughs> would be that, you know, right there. And so it's. I think you know that's something like I continue to work on. But that would be something that I would always tell people, like especially the dads, like you're gonna just overthink way too much. Like I remember, like mm-hmm. everything from the pack and plays to. Um, were their car seats too tight, too loose? <laughs> their clothing, yeah. their 
every like are they Everything. warm enough? I don't think they're <laughs> warm enough. Yeah. Meanwhile, Charlotte's sweating, and here I'm like putting another <laughs> right. sweater on her. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. Like I was so I. I didn't think through a lot of stuff before they were born in terms of like, I, I think we've bought six car seats mm-hmm. and that's like, I think we had four infant car seats and four toddler car seats. Like, so eight in total that we totally bought the wrong ones twice We bought the wrong ones. So it's like little things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, like for us, it's been, whoop, whoops, let's try and sell them on, you know, Craigslist and yeah. go recoup some money. Not that big of a deal. I think having perspective is really important going in, going into, you know, having the babies is like divide up the work. Mm-hmm. If know that, you know, if, like I knew I was going to be the night person. I just knew that. And so there was never a fight. There was never any resentment around that because I knew we had talked about that. So, you know, communicating as much as you can is so important. Yeah, that is that's true. And if, if you're if you're looking to follow someone who has cute, adorable little twins that are itty bitty, um, Jenny Schatzel, and I'll spell it for you. It's J E N N Y S C H A T Z L E. She's a fitness friend from Santa Barbara. She's amazing, uh, motivational speaker, like just an incredible lady. And I I want to say she was like thirty. 32 weeks when her water broke and, and she went into labor. So her girls were in the NICU for a while, uh, but they're the sweetest things. And she just has such a great outlook and um, how her and her husband communicate. It's just, it's super inspiring. Oh, I'll have to look awesome. at that. I'll, I'll take yeah. that in the post and stuff then too. Cool. I'm like trying to get her on. She's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. I think the communication is just really important. And you know, it's also, I think, you can't prepare for it. I mean, you can't like we were like kind of what you were saying. We were, um, you know, we were kind of living in like a little hippie area in the, no. in Madison. <laughs> we were like, you know what? We're going to do reusable diapers. We had mm-hmm. kind of like a thousand dollars worth of re- like those bum geniuses sitting ready to be used. We used two of them. <laughs> and then we we're like, we're not using these. Yeah. And like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, it would have been something like, Oh, we just wasted a grand, but it's like, we'll just turn around and sell them. And we did, you know, I think we sold most of them and people buy that stuff. And it's again, other people are crazy. Yeah. Other people are crazy. And did you stick, did you do reusable diapers then? Or did you? Oh God, no, (laughs) no, my husband, he, he shut me down pretty quick on that one. He's like, you're not going to want to do it. Just trust me. I was like, okay, that's fine. I do think that people get really set in like, organic it has to be this it has to be this you just really have to be open because you might think it's going to work for your baby and then they come along and like i said before you know they have different plans so i do feel like don't over overextend yourself in any one thing like i don't know uh zipper pajamas which i love the zipper onesies 
Mm-hmm. But Lily, Lily figured out how to undo the zipper, and I really didn't want to put safety pins on it. So we had like probably five or six for each of them that went unused because she figured out how to, how to unzip them, and I would come in and she'd be naked in her crib. <laughs> so you know stuff like that. Just, and you have to laugh. You got to have a really good sense of humor when you have twins. It is not twice the work. No. It is like nine times the work. Yeah, maybe more. Like. Just be prepared, and and I, I highly recommend schedules. Uh, it's you know, there's so much chaos that can come with twins that there's only so much you can control, right? Mm-hmm. So control what you can and laugh at the rest. Exactly, and don't overthink anything. They'll yeah. be fine, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Take Move. your advice. I'm gonna remind you. I'm just gonna replay this right here to you. <laughs> it's something um, I'm working on. In about on. two hours, when you freak out about your next thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Just wait till you hit the year mark and then you're going to be like, oh, they're fine. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting so close to that. What are we like five weeks away, six weeks away? Oh my from gosh. And so it's okay. Like, yeah. So the big question, are you going to do a big party? Yeah. So, um, yes, we'll do something. Well, not big, but, um, we'll do it cause their birthday's on the 30th. So I think my oh, mom's going to come visit for, for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and so we'll do something while she's here. Yeah, that's awesome. What did you do? Like, kind of low-key. Mm-hmm. I, I think we maybe had like five or, well, we had family and then maybe like five or six friends come. Um, that was for their first birthday. We did not do anything for their second birthday. We went out to dinner at the Old Spaghetti Factory and just family, like the five, well, it was the four of us and my father-in-law. And you know what? That was perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so, that's just so outside of where I'm at right now. And I, I'm sure, you said it before, Megan, like, bad mom I feel like a bad mom all the time because I'm like oh we live in Utah which is like the capital of you know make everything in your whole life look perfect and I'm so not that person Mm -hmm. so well I don't care like do they remember will they remember their second birthday no it's okay like (laughs) I have pictures of them every single day of their whole life they'll be fine yeah (laughs) that's kind of yeah exactly and I don't think we'll ever be the over the top no, It'll, it's mostly going to be family, and it's yeah, and it's all for them anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, this is this party's for you guys. You're mm-hmm. welcome. <laughs> yeah, I think we should have a party for ourselves, though. Yeah, like, you survived. Exactly. Like we That's made called it. a wine party. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, just get a babysitter and say, "All right, we're going to be in the basement. You take care of the girls. If you need us, come right. find us." Mm-hmm. But you might want to call somebody idea. else. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Oh, that's awesome. Well. I want to wrap this up, um, but thank you again for joining us. Um, thank you, guys. Did you have any other questions? I don't think so. I mean, it was, it was great talking to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. This has been so fun. I'm, I, you know, I would like to ask you guys more questions, but maybe that defeats the purpose. Of- <laughs> well, ask us away. What questions do you have? No, I mean, like, so where are you guys at with, like, challenges, struggles? How's your guys' relationship been? Like, how? when did the girls go to preschool or daycare? Like, all of that. So I, they started going to daycare right away. Yep. So February, um, they were born in at the end of November and I went back to work 12 weeks later. So yeah, right after that. And do you love it? Do you love the daycare that they're at? Yeah. The daycare they're at is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, they're just, they just sent us emails this afternoon saying that they're going to they want to start talking about moving them up to the one year room, one year old room. And it's just like, uh, 
I kind of was, <laughs> I was like ready. I was, I had an email drafted again, overthinking things. Mm-hmm. I had an email drafted like all about, they were premature seven weeks. They shouldn't. Really? Yeah. Like they and are. Me, only, I was like, yeah, me, that's fine. Yeah. You sent an email and it like my phone went bing. And I looked, I'm like, I can't send it now. Like, oh. So I just that left it sitting so there. Funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's been stressful, but I think, you know, we've yeah. kind of like balanced each other Mm -hmm. yeah i think when one of us is stressed the other one isn't and vice Mm. versa yeah um that's so great i mean i would say you'll like send like if i'm having like a rough day yeah you'll like just send me like tell me just to go to the gym you know go to the gym yeah do that um, Mainly because I want you out of my face when you're like, yeah. I can't deal with you when you're like crazy. But are you flipping me off? No. <laughs> when did you guys decide to do the podcast? So we did that on week when they were, or when you were week 20, 20 weeks, yeah. 20 weeks pregnant. So, I saw that on there. Okay. So the first episode at the end of the first episode was when we reveal their gender. And that was kind of how we told our family mm-hmm. some most of our family and friends what we were having and it was just kind of That's an awesome. i love podcasts um me too just never had like really a topic that i wanted to talk about you know i work with elderly um people during the day mm-hmm. it's not something i wanted to really talk about on a podcast um yeah. <laughs> i thought about doing like a triathlon one but i'm like eh. and then this one when I, i'm like it just makes sense i mean there wasn't right. too many other you know, laid, you know, long form, laid back mm-hmm. podcasts out there about twins. And I decided right. it would be a great resource for other people. Um, you know, we talked to, what was their names? Patrick, or was it Chess? It was Patrick and somebody else. I forgot what his wife's name is. Uh, our last people we interviewed, I'm, I feel bad that I'm forgetting it. I'm spacing. But they were, t- you know, talking about how they're, they've listened to all the past episodes, you know, and I think that's something mm-hmm. that, um, with this type of a podcast, I think it's beneficial for people that are, you know, whether they're pregnant with twins now or in three years, our podcast will always be up there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, the platform that we hosted on, we can host unlimited episodes, so they will always stay oh, up nice. there. Um, and so oh, I think awesome. it was just kind of a fun thing and it took us a while to figure out the whole recording, what kind of equipment we needed, um, sure. the website but it's all you know and i'm a marketing guy um, and so i think it's kind of a fun thing just to like market to and it's fun getting people on that we don't know you know that we met yeah. like, through social media and um you know i'm working on like Clooney and somebody <laughs> like that but i <laughs> good luck with that. yeah I, yeah i've tried i i threw an invite out to her even before the picture circulated and so oh I was, my gosh but That's I'm, awesome. But it's been something fun to look forward to also, wouldn't you yeah. say? Yeah. Nice to I love that. Nice to just sit and drink wine. Yeah. Yeah. And watch movies mm-hmm. and hang out. Yeah. I actually um bought the domain surviving twins school dot com. because uh, I do wanna have that like I kind of felt the same way when I was pregnant. There just isn't a lot of information mm-hmm. about twins. Like, you know, in the what to expect book, it's like two pages. Yeah. And I felt very discriminated against and you know, <laughs> I wanted more. So I've, I've kind of toyed with doing, you know, like a six, eight, ten little series something uh, videos for, hey, here's how to prep 
for yeah. real life with twins. That's so awesome. May, maybe someday, maybe we'll collaborate on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, that was kind of another thing. And I think you mentioned this before, but there was nothing out there that really, like, everything else about having twins kind of sugarcoated it. And, I mean, right. it, it, like, you read a book. What was that book? That, But it was for single babies, but... Oh, it's the shit that people don't tell you yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. And I mean, I think our podcast is about as honest as it gets. I mean, we're yeah. t- I mean, there's the time when we're in the NICU and you can hear you crying. Um, the yeah. time that, you know, they just, you could tell like on pure exhaustion, there's episodes we recorded that we don't even remember recording. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty certain for like the first few months, like the first few months of the podcast. So while I was pregnant, every single episode, I'm tired. I'm exhausted yeah. or the one we recorded at um that uh fondue place i'm like i'm pretty sure we were drunk by that time too. <laughs> <laughs> you know because we were recording it at the table and we had like the wine flight and they gave us huge glasses of wine mm. oh my god i love it that's awesome but i mean i think it yeah i don't know it's just i think definitely think there should be more resources out there yeah um, just multiples in general like it just you know it really always bugged me when people were like, oh, it's, you know, you're lucky because it's your first. You don't know any different. I'm like, you're totally right. And if anybody says anything to me about babies, I'm like, oh, is that what you did with your twins? Yeah. Like, cause, you know, they're like, oh, you should do it this way. And I'm like, did you have twins too? Okay, thanks. Like, didn't think so. You know, because there really isn't. And, and as much as we all know people with twins, I think even it's still hard to – pull out your phone and send a text because mm-hmm. you might not even remember that you sent it. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, you're so tired and um, just having that community and that resource. Like I love this podcast. I love that I can get on here and listen to stuff when I'm feeling like I'm having a crappy day and I need to know that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. I can highlight awesome. a couple of the episodes like <laughs> you should week, put them in the show notes. week 31 <laughs> that was the rough one when you were in the hospital for preterm labor oh yeah no uh, way oh yeah that was a rough one so when okay i you can just stop me and just no. be like we don't want to talk about it um the, the, like the the delivery process and everything where were you like week wise and how did that all go so i went into preterm labor in week 31 and okay. they threw me in the hospital stuck me on a mag drip and um they were able to keep me pregnant for another two weeks wow they um, kept you for like a week and then sent you home about a week. It was a few days yeah. and then sent me home and then um then you're basically like yeah bedridden but not bedridden right yeah so i went um they they measure for twin to twin transfusion when you have identical right. twins so right. um i had a scan and they measured the girls to be a pound off and mm. they sent us home and brought us back and we're like we wonder if there's you know, twin to twin transfusion. If there is, we'll, we'll go ahead and deliver the babies. Sure. Um, so I came back and the doctor is like, I don't think that you have twin to twin. He's like, I think one of your, one of your sacks is broken. And so, oh, shoot. so that was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. They took me up to triage. They checked me out. Um, when they, so they tilted me back and let me like kind of recline me backwards to kind of mm-hmm. get everything to pool. And when they like raised me forward, my water broke. 
Oh, um, And they thought that they were going to be able to keep me pregnant for a few days. And the girls were born two and a half hours later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. C-section? Not like, yes? Yeah. C- it would have to be, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Charlotte was baby A and she was breech. She was my baby A, too. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we definitely. Yeah. Um, we went from like zero to crazy. Yeah. In, in like an, not even an hour. Like at. Yeah. Megan sent me home after her water broke to get her computer so she could do some work still. <laughs> the doctor um, said, you know, Ben, if there's ever a time that's going to be safe for you to go home, now is the best time to go. I'm like, okay. Okay. So yeah. I drove the, like, it's only like four miles away, but it took me like 20 minutes to get home. It was the first snow. And it was rush oh, hour. Geez. And it was rush hour. Oh, my God. Megan gosh. called me and said, you know, you might want to hurry up. I'm like, okay. And I... I got to the house and then you called. You're like, where are you? I'm like, at home. You're like, get back now. So then I'm flying. By the time I got back to the hospital, you were already at like, what, eight centimeters? Oh, my God. You were in excruciating pain. And that's when I'm like, oh, God, this is happening. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. And you had no, I mean, you were probably somewhat prepared. Did you have a bag ready? Oh, yeah. 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 Especially after the first scare, you're like, okay, we need to like. Well, we were packed before that anyways. I packed it. I knew that any time after week 30, I was on borrowed time. So, yeah, I felt the same way, but at week 26, I'm like, I think the youngest that they kept, they were able to save a baby was like 24 weeks. So Uh at 26, I'm going to pack my bag just in case. Oh, that's amazing. Well, you're a a rock star. Like, Mm -hmm. I I know that you and Jenny would just have so much to share and chat together about. And I can't believe the girls were only in there. You said three weeks. Yeah. Yep. So they're amazing. They were born. They were, and so going back to what the doctors said, they thought there was like a pound difference when they were born. They were both exactly three pounds twelve ounces. No. So there, which was like they didn't. They're like we've never seen this really worth twins being the exact same weight. Um, to the gram, they were the exact same weight. Truly identical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then wow. uh, So yeah, three weeks, and they were home. The Wednesday or Thursday before was it was it that far before Christmas? It was like three or four days before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and that's kind of what I told him. It was like, you know, I want them out of here by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said that oh, to them every amazing. time anybody came into the NICU <laughs> room. You're like, I want them out of here by Christmas. Yeah, you're like, we're on track, right? <laughs> They're leaving Coming by home? Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing! Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, yeah, it awesome. was it was a little hectic at that point, but. Yeah, I feel like when you survive something like that, that stressful, like the rest of the year, we can do anything. We made it through that. Yeah, I think something, I don't know, I feel like having the babies in the NICU too was kind of a blessing because it was almost like Mm -hmm. pre-training, Right. you know, because they were born, but we'd still go home, but you had to wake up every three hours to pump Mm -hmm. and I was waking up with you. Um and you know it was that was hard leaving them there but it was kind of oh yeah you know it was good kind of ready to go by the time that they came back we were on the same schedule Mm -hmm. and yeah i would say that that's major silver lining and i think a lot of twin parents find silver lining wherever they can that's Mm -hmm. you know because you can find the blessing in it and where some people would be really frustrated and 
you know, just like would take it as a really negative situation. But I love that you guys are like, no, it was great. Like we were able to get through. We found the good parts in it. And that's how we made it, you know, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. And, this has uh, been so much fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's great connecting with you and, you know, hopefully you get out to Salt Lake sometime. Yeah. I know. You have to let me know if you get out here. For sure. And uh, okay. where can people find you online? So uh, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So my handle is at Laura Ann Owen, A-N-N-E. Um, and then you can follow the gym at pink, like the color, iron, like the thing you iron your clothes with. Uh, and then we have location pages as well for at pink iron holiday. But at pink iron is the best one. And you know, we're we're always responsive to DMs and all of that. So Instagram is the best way to find us. Awesome. And I'll put that yeah in the notes. And um, Perfect. Well, thank you very much yeah, for joining us. It was a pleasure to connect with you. Me as well. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.